0: Hello and welcome to the All Terrain podcast brought to you by the Youth and Children's Ministries Unit of the Salvation Army in the United Kingdom and Ireland Territory. I'm Jo Taylor, and in each episode, a guest will be joining me to answer four questions about their real life journey and make four choices that help us take a hypothetical hike too. In this episode, I'm inviting you to join me and Major Gordon Cottrell for our hike as we explore themes of change, suffering, joy. And service. Gordon has been a son and brother for 56 years, a husband for 29 years, a father for 26 years and a Salvation Army officer for 24 years. Together with his wife Kate he finds fulfillment seeking what God wants in local ministry with Sutton Salvation Army in South West London. He enjoys being part of a local church that explores inclusion, diversity and a hospitality in the way it reaches out to its community. He also enjoys watching sport, gardening and cheese. Our conversation was wide ranging and I loved speaking about our shared experiences, his life as a Corps officer, the people he's met and how they've shaped his understanding. Gordon is a deep thinker and the learning he shares from both his experience and reading was both profound and practical. I hope you find the conversation as interesting and as enjoyable as I did. Gordon, um, welcome to the All Terrain Podcast. I'm really grateful to you for joining us and giving us your time. I wonder if you could start by just telling us a little bit about who you are, the context that you work in, and a bit about what your everyday looks like.
1: Yeah, well, well, thanks for asking me along uh, for a conversation. Um, So, yeah, I'm Gordon Cottrell, and um, I think primarily I'm a younger brother, so that's the thing that you get with me, um, and so all you younger brothers out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, um, I'm married to Kate, and um, we've been married since 1993, and got two girls, adult girls, Bethan and Erin. And Erin's uh, a teacher in Southampton, and Bethan is a child well-being practitioner. In south london or training to be that so um, that's us we we're situated in sutton which is southwest london and um we've been here now for 10 years and um still loving ministry uh, at the local level um being an officer makes sense for us um being involved with people at a local level mm-hmm. and uh, whether that be encouraging and being part of a journey of maturity uh, in faith, I think that's that's what we try to do. Not only with our worshiping community, but we'll also with with the people that are part of our crowd in Sutton, that are part of who we are as a church. That that come mm-hmm. along uh, during the week and may do crosswords with with us. Um, mm-hmm. They may drink coffee with us. They may just ignore us um, and get on and have their coffee in quiet. They may come to parent and toddlers. They may come along to our community choir. Um, they, they may engage with us in a whole host of different ways. Um, but in one way or another, we're trying to journey in a way that brings uh, life not only to, to them, but I think also to us. You know, it really mm-hmm. impacts us. So, um, yeah, so Sutton as a Salvation Army, um, I guess would be fair to say journeyed well in the past and continues to journey well it transitioned to try and create an environment um a culture where anyone belongs anyone mm. belongs anyone can come and be part of of who we are um mm. so any barriers to that any obstacles to that we try to continue to iron out and and to smooth out so people can belong and they can belong quickly um, and um, yeah.
0: That's really great, and I I'm I think we'll probably unpack some of that with some of the questions later. Um, it's interesting you um, introducing yourself as a as a brother because I identify because I'm most often recognised as a daughter or a granddaughter, <laughs> um, even without the shared surname. My face is similar enough to family members that. It's impossible to go incognito. So, <laughs> um, hearing that kind of shared experience, which I think a lot of us across the Salvation Army share, don't we? Those of us who have been in it for a long time and have those family links. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. I have to say, I've, I have got a brother who, and um, uh, and he doesn't look li- anything like me, and he's <laughs> he's got ginger hair, or did have ginger hair, wow. and he's short. <laughs> 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 so... Uh, And we love him. But um, yeah, so Philip, if you're listening to this, and I know you won't be, uh, we love you even though you're short.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good because short people are great. Um, Oh, yeah.
1: I've got nothing against short people. You need to know that.
0: (laughs) It's good because I am one, as are many of my family members.
1: You can't help being short. I can't help being tall. You know, it's the way I I was born. I I have no choice over that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm a short person who. Well, actually, I think I'm an average-sized person who married into a tall family. So yeah. I have been made to feel shorter than I actually am.
1: So you. So literally if my husband,
0: yes, yeah, so if my husband's listening, um, I would like him to know that I am of average size. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. With all that said, um, we'll move on to. Um, Getting into the questions and the choices. So, we ask every guest to make four choices as we go on a hypothetical hike together, and then we'll ask some questions as well. But we're going to go straight in with the first two choices, and the first of which is where we're walking today.
1: Uh, That's really, it's a really good question. I knew knew this was the pattern of questions. Uh, Kate and I, uh, it's my wife, um, we like to walk. Uh, a lot actually and uh, quite frequently we, are, we do that we're currently um doing a little walk uh both sides of the thames as far as we can so um we've got from yeah. greenwich all the way back to to bushy park that kind of area sort of teddington so we've done that we enjoy wow. that some smashing really great areas that you just don't yeah. see um so um, um i'm not going to choose that one though uh i also like walking from wimbledon common onto richmond into richmond Park and around there and back Hmm. but I'm not picking that one um, <laughs> so uh, I really like Tennyson Down which is on the Isle of Wight um, okay. on, on the south part of um, the Isle of Wight and uh, we we go to the Isle of Wight a lot because we've got family over there so we, we're we doing a little bit of uh, yeah. trying to walk around the coast of the Isle of Wight and the south is absolutely stunning it's up high um, the twice we've been been there and done bits of the Tennyson down i've been absolutely stunning largely because the weather's been so great hmm. um, so you're up high and you can see into the solent you can see um into the channel from up the top you can see both sides and it, the views are amazing and i was trying to th- think if you can imagine looking over the needles and you know they're white and on a good day the blue is amazing and the the green of the Mm. common is fantastic as well so it's just a place where I don't know the colors just seem to be so vibrant the greens are greener than you can imagine and the the blues are bluer and 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 the Mm. white is just so white in fact if a kid painted it you would probably think oh my goodness this is over the top it's just too much you need to um so yeah so we love it up there yeah um, amazing yeah so that's that sounds great
0: going. i'm excited about that because
1: it's blowy thames, as well
0: yeah Sorry. well the thames walk i know well mm-hmm. um i also know um richmond park and wimbledon commonwealth but i don't know the isle of wight i've only ever seen it from the water yeah. so to go somewhere new i'm happy with that
1: good that's good. good yeah
0: So we'll travel there in our imaginations and see those colours and breathe deeply. Um, And then the next choice is who you're bringing with us. So you can bring three fellow travellers, one living, one dead and one fictional.
1: Okay. so um, bearing in mind my normal walking partner would be Kate. um, So I won't be bringing her though because that'd be a bit too obvious. (laughs) Um, uh, Do you know, in terms of the living... um, I struggled a little bit because there's two people that I think. I think if you're walking, you want to be walking with someone um, that keeps you interested and you mm. know makes you, makes you think and uh, and you have questions to ask them. Um, and I I really find myself really intrigued with with two people. Um, I, I, one is Ola Gurin, who's the um, correspondent that seems to just go to the worst places on earth to to bring pictures of of what's going on so um you know she's she was the one that you'd see on the the news from Syria Mm. she's now the one that she she's running around with a with a flak jacket on and a helmet on and
0: yeah
1: you you know and I just think oh my goodness the stories that she must have to be able to talk about um so yeah, so Ola Gurin, she's she would be one I'd be interested in talking to, but I also like um I, I'm kind of intrigued in politics and, as well and, okay. uh, and, and and getting under the skin of people's manipulations and 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 uh, how they they play uh, mm. us uh, yeah. and I love love it when people don't have it when they're talking to them and I just think you know they're brave and that you know they're doing it for us. Um, And so Laura Koonsberg, I I, I think she's fascinating. I think she'd be really interested to walk along with all the people that she's interviewed and the questions and the answers that she's got and the answers that she's not got. But the stuff that she gets off the record as well must be really intriguing. So I know I'm only allowed one. So I'd probably go with uh, Laura Koonsberg because I wouldn't want to be walking anywhere where we might get shelled (laughs) with all of Gurren.
0: And yeah. those flat jackets are really heavy as well. They're, yeah, they're yeah, so. not
1: comfortable. Yeah, yeah. core officers <laughs> no, get them, yeah. you know. That's <laughs> cute. <No,
0: just kidding. laughs> yeah. Need them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not too often. And then, um, so yeah, your dead person. Who would that be?
1: Okay, so it's um, someone I semi got introduced to a little while ago, um, but um, I keep thinking I want to read some of his books and some of his thoughts. Because, whenever I see him quoted, um, I just think, "Oh my goodness, what a mind! What an absolute mm. depth of thinking this person has." And um, his name's Howard Thurman.
0: Okay, yeah. And
1: um, um, y- you know, and some people may have heard his thing about um, you know when uh, when the songs of angels and all that kind of stuff are finished, then the work of Christmas begins. You know, to to feed the hungry, to you know bring hope to the broken all that kind of Mm. stuff he talks about and his style of writing and the the way he does that um is is really intriguing um so yeah Howard Thurman um he's 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 great um so I'd like to find out more about him really and I think sometimes when you go Mm. on a walk um you know you've got time to get to know people
0: yeah
1: to a different depth and if you're going to go deep with someone, I think Howard Thurman would be the kind of guy I would, I would I'd like to learn from and be shaped by not only yeah. in terms of the words, but what's behind the words, you know, what, what yeah. shapes his thinking. Um He's yeah. it, it, got a prayer that talks about uh, needing the sense of God's future and um you know, stuff in there yeah. is just really, really insightful. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think, and also his life, you know, um, it, you know growing up in the states uh as a black uh uh, african-american um you know dealing with some of the stuff that Mm. that was thrown around in the 60s obviously and 70s and 80s and and, um you know how he he nurtured his family and his friends and his congregation uh in such times i think just that would be really interesting really
0: yeah no i hear that and isn't it amazing that someone can just put words on a page and But that can teach us, but it can make us want to know so much more, can't
1: it? Yeah, and these words just live on as well, you know. They just keep on. Generation after generation will be inspired by this guy. Um, Yeah, so so I've I've not done a lot of digging around with him, apart from seeing stuff quoted often by him. Yeah, yeah, he'd be the one,
0: the
1: dead person who can come on this organ.
0: And then someone fictional.
1: Okay, so I, had this th- I have this thing that if someone says it's really good on TV, I tend not to watch it.
0: Okay. And
1: then I then I watch it about six years later and then kick myself why I didn't listen to yeah some people. <laughs> so I'm I'm a late adopter of stuff. Okay. Um, so um, um, I I, 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 would, I wasn't drawn to West Wing early on, and, and um, when it, everyone was talking about it, uh, anyway, my generation. Mm. You know, oh, and, the, and
0: mine. I'm a huge fan. And yours.
1: Yeah. So you millennials <laughs> out there, you know, West Wing is just waiting for you to to discover. This. <laughs> watch it with subtitles on because the pace of it is really quick, and you yes, can't do so anything good. else but but watch it. But yeah, so West Wing, and and I really like uh, you know the Toby character, uh, Ziga, mm. Toby Ziegler, and uh, yeah, uh, I like it because he's spiky. There's some there's something spiky about him, and um, mm. and I I, I like. I like the the challenge of 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 being with someone who doesn't respect you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I really like I'm just that. going to let
0: you know exactly yeah, what Yeah, just they to think. let you know,
1: I really don't yeah. respect you. I find you a bit stupid <laughs> um, um, and I have to walk with you. But I, I think by the end of it, I may have him talking about football. <laughs> I might have him talking about cricket. Um, but by the end of it, hopefully we've become something together. Um, different mm. to how we started yeah. off um so i like him i like his intelligence um and his insight oh it's the polit- the p- political thing again isn't it I, yeah I, I like the way he, he thinks and considers and processes hmm. stuff um and then just gives it away it just yeah. it, it's not him that it's not him that stands up doing it yeah he yeah. just gives it away and yeah. um you know uh, that's a real real thing to learn from yeah. just to do stuff to give it away rather than yeah. I do this because I want you to give me a really I want you to know who I am that's what I want yeah. you to know <laughs> it's me yeah. that did that uh, but he didn't do that you know in, yeah. in this fiction and um, I, I kind of like the way he is with that and, mm. uh, and
0: I think in a time of like political polarization it, one of the way so the West Wing is in our house is our comfort telly, yeah. when we just want to watch something that will—we don't have to pay too much attention to because we know it word for word now. Yeah. But is still uplifting and interesting and yeah. Yeah. intelligent. But where our political scene is so polarised, there is nuance there, isn't there? Mm. And there oh, is absolutely and and compromise and and conversation, and it
1: yeah, yeah,
0: kind of it leaves you longing for a different. Time, yeah. if it ever existed, but also hopeful of how things could be.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah. I think, as well, with the Toby character, um, it is how faith ticks around in the background of his life, as well, yeah. you know, yeah, with, with his, his Jewishness, if that's yeah. uh, the right thing to say, and um, and how that shapes shapes him, um, in, in a good way, um, yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, no, West Wing's good, and uh, Toby. Toby, Toby's good, I think.
0: Excellent. Well, that is brilliant company. I'm really. Excited they have to keep to speak up because I've got long legs. I, I'm people. not gonna.
1: We don't take any prisoners when it okay. comes to walking. We just we walk, and if you, you just walk, we try. We try to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: People might run to keep up because we've got long legs. Yeah. You see, that's what happens. That's what okay.
0: See. I'm a well. I'm a fast walker, so oh, I'm gonna up. be okay. But okay. I'm also. But I will. I'll make sure everyone stays stays together i'll all do right. that bit good, i'll get a good. holding together yeah. bit so it'll be all good <laughs> and then we move on to the first of our questions um we know who's with us and where we are so the question is how do you face change
1: okay cha- well change um as you can see um the um the hair on my head has gone out the tide has <laughs> retreated and um and however we face change, I feel we need to face change well. Um, I mean, I could fight it. I mean, I could fight this balding head of mine. I remember, um, when, um, I did have a bit of hair and, um, I was still paying to go to uh, have my hair cut. And, um, I thought, you know, for the last few years, I'm going to go for, um, a proper haircut in a hairdressers where you get a nice cup of coffee and, um, and all that kind of stuff. And um, the hairdresser used to sit down with me and she'd say, right, what are we going to do this time? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd sit and I think, you know, it's pretty obvious what you've got to do here because I'm mm. going bald. So you've got to help me go, <laughs> you've got to help me go bald well.
0: Yeah. Gracefully.
1: Uh, yeah. And I think I probably was stupid enough to spend money getting my hair cut uh, at this stage of life for about, 18 months, uh, and you know, I said, Is there any chance you could see about doing a comb over? I think that's the way forward. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, and you know, however, we face change, it's inevitable. That's the first thing, change mm. is inevitable. Um, we, our conversation changes us, you know, in the time that we yeah. spend together, we, we hopefully. We, It'll be a time where we, we come out of it and we know each other and we um, and as a consequence we're changed. Mm. Um, but the thing is, we have to face change. That's for certain because it's inevitable. And how we do that is well. So I'm all right. Just giving myself a once over on my hair now. I okay. I haven't got as much hair as my beautiful nephews and uh, around um, and uh, I can't say brothers because they haven't got any hair either. But uh, it, it it's it's doing it well. You've got to do it well, uh, change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do I face change? Um, I wish I could say I always did face change well. You know, sometimes things are thrown at you and, and you react in a way, you know, it's the classic cycle of change, isn't there, where you go through sop, yeah. shock and anger and all the other things, um, depression and before you come through to acceptance. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that anger bit can, you know, I've been truthful with you. It can be something for, for me. Um, mm. um, you know, I haven't liked the changes at Chelsea sometimes. I <laughs> find myself getting upset about that. Um, no, but y- y- you know, even in the church that we are, there's changes, mm. all that seems to be happening all the time. And, and, um, yeah, y- you know, the anger bit is a really interesting thing. Um, I wish I could say that, I, you know, that's not, you know, oh, yeah, I love change. I face the cost of change, and it's not a problem mm. for me, and I just roll with it. But I think the reality of all, all of us is that we know change is inevitable. We know it's good, but sometimes we we do fight against it, and we do mm. get ourselves angry. And um, I remember going to see I, I go and see a, um, uh, a Roman roaming a Catholic nun for spiritual direction from time to time. And um, she wanted to talk to me about anger and she asked me about what was making me angry. And I told her and she said, Oh, you're right to be angry on that. That's good. That's good that you're angry. That's the right thing to be angry about, but you're wrong when you nurture it. You're wrong when you nurse it. Yeah. You're wrong when you round up a posse to your opinion. And I thought, Oh my goodness, that is me, you know? And that was when faced with change. Um, Yeah. She said, Go outside, find yourself a stone, put it in your pocket and when you're ready, you can throw it away. Okay. And, uh, so that's how your face change. You, you, yeah. you, you know, I came back and Kate asked me how did I get on and I told her about the stone and putting it in my pocket and she said, Gordon, you haven't got a pocket big enough. <laughs> <laughs> That was a period in my life, you Pleasant. know, um, yeah. But you, and you learn from that, you, you know, you take yeah. that and you learn from it. So there's that. But there's there's another approach to change that um, I learned about when I was at, at the um, International College of Officers. Um, and um, Judith Payne came in and did a session that has, uh, has stayed with me. So hopefully I'll get this semi right. But if I don't, Judith Payne's your person to go and talk to about this. It's called the um, Emotional Cycle of Change. And um, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Maybe someone's done this already, so stop me if, if they have. But the emotional cycle of change is really interesting. And we have this thing inside us that, that we, um, we, 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 we are optimist in some ways. And, and we feel that there's always a need of change. You know, there's always, a, you know, whatever, you know, we're facing us. We can do it better. We can do that better. We need to do it better. Okay. Uh, we need to adjust to our times. We need to do this and we need to do that. Um, but this this model is really interesting because it says quite often, if we're not careful, that change starts from uninformed optimism. Okay. And um, um, and that uninformed optimism always leads to informed pessimism which means you mm-hmm. just spur off and you try and do the um, optimist thing again, but it's uninformed. So you get to um, the informed pessimism again and yeah. and you just feel that resistance and, oh, why are we doing this? Why, why I can't be bothered to do this and Well, let's do something new again. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It? And, it, <laughs> and, and if that's uninformed, it just becomes a cycle of absolute tedium because it's mm-hmm. just tired. T- you know, it's just looking for the new for the new sake rather yeah. than yeah Ch- and change to for the that. changes sake absolutely which people yeah
0: will resist endlessly. yeah absolutely yeah. and
1: so what judith talked about was that you have to get through that informed pessimism to a place of info- of hopeful realism mm. and um and sometimes for church i was talking to a church leader just this week actually and i said how's it going he said Do you know what we're just really enjoying being church and wow. um, and it ju- we just found ourselves in this place post-COVID, where we've been trying so much. Like we're just settled. It just feels settled now. And and I thought, oh, that's the hopeful realism that Judith was talking yeah. about. And um, uh and, and that place is a real place of of um, I suppose informed optimism in a way because it it, inf- it is about being church and it is about being. Mm. I suppose in that place of fullness of life I, I, I'm thinking about it um, yeah, and what that leads on to then is informed optimism and that's the cycle from which you, you move on from and so yeah, yeah so how do I face change um, hopefully I'll face it I'm not scared of change I, um, I'm i happy to face the cost of change but I th- I think I I think I've, I've, I'm learning that actually that has to start from an informed place than just yeah uh, uninformed um so and you know um I sometimes use this as an illustration um st- stop me if I'm boring you turn no it off not if at I'm really turn, interested. turn turn it off now <laughs> if you're bored uh, but um i remember um I don't know if you know, but the Salvation Army can be quite traditional in certain places, and and what? and traditional for good <laughs> good in good yeah. ways as well. You know, I'm not not decrying that at all because it's the essence of the Salvation Army, which is mm. is the important thing. Um, and when when we lived in Poplar, and um, we our first appointment was Poplar in East London, and um, that's where we we learnt so much um, about what it is to be Salvation Army and, uh, and not struggle at being Salvation Army It really helped us in terms of mission really um, and understanding mission in terms of authentic, grace-centered, living out love to others. Um, but whilst we were there, it was at that time where the news seemed to be really bothered about water leaks all the time. And there was another water leak in Hackney. There's, <laughs> uh, and look at this picture of this water leak. And it was water leak after water leak after water leak. This is, this is pre, um, this is pre uh, Olympic Games, 12, 2012. Mm-hmm. And um, and then suddenly, they started to in the east end of London. They started working on it because what happened was that whenever there was a water leak, that meant that part of the of London would. Gridlocked because of the roadworks. Mm. Yeah. And clearly they were thinking they needed to sort this out before they went for the Olympic Games. So I started being interested in this because you tried to get from A to B and it would take forever because of roadworks. All right. you know, it was inconvenient, it was messy, it was dusty, noisy, mm. uh, a real pain. And um, just watching in on this, all the, um, I, I thought if they're doing this area, they're doing the whole of the East End of London. Didn't know about the Olympic Games at that point. Um, and then they came to do our street, and um, it was really interesting was a lot of noise, a lot of not dust. And um, uh, and, and then one day a big truck turned up with this great big roll of, of, um, of piping
0: hmm.
1: blue plastic piping, and um, and and it looked very different to the Victorian um,
0: yeah,
1: pipes. Water, water pipes. Um, but those Victorian water pipes be- had done well in their time, um, but they started to corrode. They started to break, and they started to hemorrhage millions of gallons of water, which just meant they 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 stopped being able to do what they were doing. Um, and then I, I thought, as this big roll of um, tubing came up, they haven't dug up any. They haven't dug up and thrown away the any of the old pipes yet. They haven't got rid of them. They're st- okay. Uh, and then i watched the process of them just introducing the new pipe which looked very different to the old pipe uh, made of a different substance different color and i watched how they pushed the new pipe through the old pipe okay. so the old pipe guided the the new pipe and
0: yeah. the new
1: pipe did exactly what the old, old pipe did just looked different yeah and so you know we face change in the Salvation Army all the time,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and, um, and and sometimes we just need to remember the old pipes guide us, you know. Yeah. Um, in change, and we may look different, uh, and generations after after me will look different. Um, mm. But if in any part of my experience and life within church and the Salvation Army helps to guide. Um, the next generation well that's changing yeah. itself as well so yeah. yeah so that's that's how i think about change those those three things pipes and yeah and those curves really
0: i really hope people didn't stop listening because <laughs> that was really helpful <laughs> the language of old pipes guiding i think and kind of surrounding and holding um yeah it's a challenge there isn't there for systems and structures but also for people that mm. like how do we guide, guide and and hold mm. but also allow the new thing to do the do the work <laughs> um,
1: yeah yeah uh, and 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 you can sit back uh, you know and watch the new pipes doing what is the essence of a yeah. pipe <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's great more next that's week really on helpful. pipes <laughs> we'll be plumbing experts by the end of this it's brilliant <laughs> um, no I found that really really helpful um, thank you and you know we've touched on some of the difficulties that can take place and and some of the pain that can come with with change but as we kind of move that into thinking more about those challenges and difficulties Um, I want to ask, how do you move through suffering?
1: Okay. Well, suffering is a big, it's a big word, isn't it? It's, um, Mm.
0: um,
1: suffering. Yeah. Suffering can be, and, and, and it's so, um, um, specific to, to different people. Um, you know, um, I can talk about the suffering, Of when I broke my leg on a motorbike accident and it Mm. blimmin hurt it really hurt but I can't remember that anymore I can't remember how that hurt I just know it hurt Um, so so that's a different kind of hurt to um, uh, the emotional hurt that comes with loss you know and grief Mm. Um, you know I sit here at the moment and I haven't experienced that but I know I know plenty of people that that, that do and and yeah. and I've learned lots from from them um over the years and 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 the idea that actually the well perhaps yeah the suffering doesn't go away it just mm. your capacity to deal with it becomes larger okay so um um someone helpfully shared a, an image last year at church of um, jam jars with marbles in, and um, sort of trying to argue uh, against the idea that over time grief goes away. Mm. Um, it doesn't. Um, but actually, the the series of, of in the diagram of, of the jam jars getting bigger. Yeah. Um, um, it was really really interesting and really really helpful. Um, so, yeah, I think um, any kind of suffering that I've I've felt um pales into si- insignificance with 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 um well uh, you, you know so like the ukrainian thing you know so yeah. we have a well, ukrainian dropping on a monday and um and you can see in the eyes of those women and um, predominantly women as as you will know with their kids yeah. and you can see in their eyes suffering i yeah. i don't know that i don't know that feeling of suffering yeah
0: um
1: um you know be puerile to talk about you know the the loss in sport or whatever like that you know and that kind yeah. of suffering um but the capacity that is ours to to grow um um in that journey of suffering is interesting i i i, I people at sutton will laugh because they know that i bombard them with quotes from Henri now and and um and uh richard raw <laughs>
0: amazing and, uh, uh
1: john piper no i'm joking about john piper <laughs> um, um they know they know that i i bombard them and i think it's because that particularly on now he he can speak with authority about suffering um you know and what a mind again what a mind he had uh, mm. and what words he wrote and you know he suffered with many things you know in a culture where where his orientation would was not something he would want to share and you know that kind of suffering um, yeah. is significant um um and when he talks about being a wounded healer um i think there's mm. something there that that helps me when I think about suffering we're all wounded we're you know we all carry stuff that's yeah let's not pretend we don't um but it's like um through those cracks that the light shine you know I think someone yeah. said I can't remember who said that um I've feeling i got a feeling it's in a song actually
0: okay
1: look it up someone put it in the comments <laughs> <laughs> if you have comments on this thing I don't know if you do It's
0: um, well, a good time to say we do have a Facebook group where we want people to join in with the conversation and, and expand on the wisdom so oh, wow, you can yeah. look up on, on Facebook you can look up the all-terrain conversations and join our group there where we can share all this stuff and yeah. the things that we've learned. so
1: so yeah. more specifically, if you find out about that, it'd be great. Um, yeah, great. I think great. it's
0: like
1: cracks. <laughs> it's through the cracks that the light shine. Um. Anyway, um. And this whole idea of being wounded heal- wounded healers. We all carry stuff, and we come together mm-hmm. as church. Um. Whatever that church looks like for you. Um. And we we bring something of the fullness of life through that brokenness together. I think. Um, yeah. Which, which is remarkable. Actually, it's a remarkable. Yeah remarkable thing and and you know that sense of true healing that we all look for um mm. it's fascinating actually that, that the word for healing um is is from the same root as salvation and um, yeah. and wholeness and peace and all these kind mm. of things and um and if you um if of a mind look up salvation in welsh and um put that on a band cap <laughs> 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 uh, because it's it about fit? healing it's our <laughs> steve duckfield He's... he'll tell you <laughs> um and 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 he it is it's a great long word it is it's really long but it picks up on this idea that uh, that it, true healing takes place through our sharing of weakness
0: mm.
1: and um um i'm not sure we do that great as humans um because um we always want to shout out how well we've done with stuff we're back to toby yeah. aren't we um and and his giving it away and, and how much we've achieved and how much we've done or how much our kids have done and how much you know uh, look at the size of my tv mm. you, you know um my double garage you know and we we're not great at sharing our weakness but there's something yeah. very profound and i think suffering is the leveler because who cares how big your TV is when you're suffering, you know? Yeah. Um, So um, I can't remember what the question is. How do I move through suffering? Um, Was that it? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that is
0: the Um, question.
1: um, How do I move through suffering? Is that I I know that is inevitable as is change. Um, And I know that something beautiful can come out of it. Um, Mm. And, um, you know, going back to the cracks in life as well. You, you know, I'm um, I'm looking out, you know, at our garden, and I, I'm a I'm I, I do like gardening, and mm. I love that. Um, but the most memorable bit of the garden was when I was growing these little violas. They're just beautiful little flowers. You know, purples and yellows, and and yeah. it looks like someone has painted the details onto the petals. You know, it it, mm. it, it just looks like that. And I've had them growing uh, from time to time but when one of them grows in the crack of the concrete which looks terrible and the concrete slabs grows into into the between the cracks it's a moment of defiance yeah it's a moment of defiance and I think how we deal with suffering can be a moment Mm -hmm. of defiance to this world Um, yeah if we if we have a mind to think about that. So, and I think all of that's round, rounded up with, with Henri Nouwen's idea of being what it is to be a wounded healer, and yeah. um, and how we we share that suffering um, yeah. with with one another.
0: Yeah, I love that idea of defiance. And think about Ukraine, and you must see that as you gather with those people, as they, those that have remained and those that have have had to leave, they still find ways of of creating victories every day don't they in the midst of all the suffering and then I'm mindful of the situation in Iran where women are Mm. protesting the oppression that they've been under Mm. for years and and there's so much pain there because there's so much loss and so much um, it must be huge amounts of fear but almost every image that I see is is beautiful and Mm inspiring and and the defiance becomes really beautiful doesn't it mm,
1: absolutely well the gospel is a is defiance you know mm. um it's an alternative way of being um that was presented to us to what it, well, is it always the plan uh, mm. but jesus was the one who embodied it and and and, and you know, you know, it's defiance. It's defiance to a world of greed and it's, def- yeah. it's defiance to a world of one-upmanship and manipulation and and uh, uh, and clambering on top of people to mm. make yourself heard. um It's complete and utter defiance, and and there is beauty, there is beauty yeah. in that. Um,
0: and it all exists at the same time. Like the, the pain doesn't go, but the defiance and the beauty exists. Yeah. Yeah. in that and alongside that and yeah. because of that
1: yeah i mean i'm yeah. just thinking about the whole grief thing as well is how much more human do you feel if you've gone mm. through that mm. you, you know because um and i speak as someone who hasn't been through that but you know looking in on people both from afar a and near and you know all that kind of stuff you know i i think you know that fully human bit comes into into play so
0: yeah, yeah. That's really helpful. Um, Thank you. And now for a quick ad break. What is Shalom? It's about loving every child and young person. Shalom means helping them to find wholeness and community by being with others, being with creation and being with God. At our 2023 Youth and Children's Leaders Conference, we're inviting you to consider what it would look like to be an army of Shalom makers. It's an invitation to high challenge and a lifetime's work. It's an invitation to commitment and radical love. We'll offer teaching, stories and resources rooted in the reality of the current landscape as well as in the hope we glimpse through present ministry and the promise of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We'll be gathering in Warwick from the 24th to the 26th of March. This is a conference for the committed and also for the curious. It's for the long haulers and the newbies. It's for volunteers, employees, church leaders, and officers. It's for anyone who wants to be inspired, encouraged, resourced, and part of the conversation. Please check out salvationist.org.uk forward slash shalom for more information. We'd love to see you there. And now, back to the podcast. Well, we've done a fair bit of talking now, um now i can't imagine that the conversation is going to dry up but say the gusts of wind start to ramp up and we need a moment to take a breath we might want to listen to something so we're going to move on to the third choice um so as we walk what what would you be choosing for us to listen to
1: okay um so um i i like a bit of the whole indie rock kind of stuff. I like I like that. Um, so I think I'd probably be found listening to probably Coldplay, Snow Patrol, mm-hmm. Keen, that kind of stuff. Elbow. Um wanna go a little bit rougher, I might go with a bit of muse. Um, nice. and um, yeah that kind of stuff. I like listening. I've got <coughs> quite an eclectic choice of of music. I like um Genesis, but the early Genesis from the seventies and stuff like that. Um, big yeah. shout out there to Gary Smith who who helped me in that. Uh, <laughs> a few others. Um, so yeah, um, those kind of songs which uh, which aren't songs, they just go on and they paint a story. And goodness knows what was going in their heads in the late sixties mm. and early seventies. But it's fun to listen to, and um, um, y- you know the musicianship. Uh, the early Genesis stuff is 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 amazing. You know, Peter Gabriel kind of stuff I, I like as well as in any kind of derivative of that. Um, yeah. But I also like classical music as well. I, I um I I decided that when I went to the ICO, I was going to listen to nothing but classical music. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be one of the things I did, uh, and I did that and um, really enjoyed that. And I've been known to go to see ballet at the opera house and yeah uh and uh, and to be caught up it's a very emotional because it's never loud as loud as you think it's going to be um and it kind of makes you lean forward into the music um when you hear mm. it live and um uh so yeah I, I i like um some of the nationalistic kind of composers from the 1800s um so just Stravinsky, yeah. uh, Smetana, all that kind of stuff. I, I just, I just, I kind of like most, yeah, most music really. Um, but I think probably it would probably most likely be Coldplay or something okay. like.
0: Okay, nice thing I like about the way we listen to music now is that you can just listen to lots of things, can't you? Yeah. So yeah, when I'm, I'll, I when I'm driving, I'm often listening to a podcast, but. I might hit a bit of road in some stunning part of the country. And then I'm asking Spotify to play me some Dvorak. <laughs> it, like, that yeah. that needs to be on right now. Like, I want some yeah. New World sympathy, <laughs> Symphony. And uh, you kind of, instead of people... Now, you have because previously you'd have to choose your album, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. you'd take that with you. Whereas mm. now we can embrace like a whole genre on a playlist absolutely. so yeah we could listen yeah. to coldplay keen and all that or we yeah. can go classical and yeah and yeah. do that kind of eclectic thing but coldplay that would be top of the list I, right now i think for wa-
1: I think for walking that would be definitely okay. um if yeah i was just thinking is it john taverner the um the lamb uh I listen to that and sometimes you think oh my goodness that is beautiful. but that's not the kind of thing i'd be walking along to yeah <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, yeah, let's go with Coldplay. Cold that kind okay?
0: Coldplay. Let's get, well, I think you're right. It, there's good listening music. There's good yeah. running music. There's good yeah. working music, and this is good walking music. So yeah, I'm the happy trouble, with that choice.
1: The Trouble, of course, if you've got headphones on, you're not going to be talking.
0: <laughs> no, but it's just because we need a break. So oh right, we okay. having a break. It, okay, we, yeah, we quick to little, quick yeah, little break. Okay. We're out of breath, maybe. Yeah, okay. so we're just going to listen to something, and yeah, <laughs> um, no, that's good. And so our third question now. Now we've got that choice nailed. Um, how do you receive joy?
1: Okay, so um, I was thinking about this. I, I, I do well. There's joy at different levels, isn't there, and uh, as well. But um, so you know, at one level, the, the joy that comes from following sport—that's good. Mm um so i i I do receive joy from being uh, or uh, i enjoy i enjoy sport um Mm. and um
0: playing spectating all of it
1: (laughs) yeah playing i i I play hard i you know uh, every (laughs) every week every week on two games a week i'm in there um i'm running that around that midfield no uh, (laughs) i i I kind of I, i I like to cycle although i haven't cycled for a little while um but um watching mostly let's let's say okay. yeah I'm, um right. i'm at that stage of life where i'm happy to watch <laughs> um and um so there's a bit of that i i i, I love being with family i have to say that mm. um um really enjoy um walking with kate and 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 Wherever we're going. It's funny, it brings us on to the, the other thing. She'll be saying, Oh, look at that house. Just what a beautiful house, amazing house. <laughs> and I'm saying, Oh, just look at that garden. Look at that. Yeah. Look <laughs> at that salvia. I, I haven't <laughs> seen that kind of salvia before. And we kind of have this kind of conversation where we're not really listening to each other, but we're appreciating each other's enjoyment of something that we're perhaps not bothered yeah. about. And it's a really yeah. <laughs> it works for us. Yeah. Um so yeah, the garden. The garden is somewhere I, I I I get a lot of joy. They laugh at me because I walk up and down. It's not a very big garden, as, as well, mm. and uh, and I'll go out uh, and I'll, I'll walk up and down it, and um, and I'll come back and sit down, perhaps on a Saturday or mm. whatever. And then they will see me go out again. They say, "What are you looking at? Nothing's changed." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know. You never know. There may be something uh. strange. And I think that that is the beauty of a garden. That actually there's always something to look at there's something to appreciate yeah. um, um the different shades of
0: and anything that's alive is changing constantly isn't yeah, it yeah and,
1: yeah yeah um, and the
0: way the light is shining will change yeah. how it looks and yeah.
1: But absolutely yeah absolutely. so beth it's before everything started um flowering and stuff um sort of pre-spring and i was sat out having a coffee with with beth and the eldest daughter and um and I said, Bethan, and just look how many shades of green can yeah. you see? She said, I don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so there's that level of of joy um, and of enjoyment. Um, but you know, it's that it's this it's the sense of belonging, which I think is the mm. is and what that belonging looks like. Um, it is, is the, is the thing for me. Um, I think joy, deep joy, um, real joy, um, the kind of joy that it is ours to experience is, is a sense of belonging, that the, the sense of oneness, yeah. um, uh, of with, with each other. And I, I love the, the word shalom as well, you know, this idea of peace, um, yeah. you know, the joy that comes from that sense of peace, um, um, you know, right being in right relationship with God, right relationship um, with each other, right relationship with your environment, and most of yeah. imp- I suppose, there is, f- as an individual, right relationship with yourself. So that yeah. belonging is the starting point of of, of joy for me. Um, mm. um, union with God, I guess other people might say, whatever that looks like. Um, I don't know what our time frame is, but um, see, I'll, I'll make a little silent, gap for whoever edits this and they can take it out (laughs) but there's this thing called the cycle of grace which um, a guy called Trevor Hudson has um, popularized I I suppose in some way but um, uh, it was I think it was someone called Frank Lake and Emil Bruner who were looking did some research with um, ministers of religion who were suffering Mm. stress and um, that was their 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 remit to to look at that yeah. and so so that they started interviewing um ministers of religion that were were, were reaching burnout and uh, were struggling and um uh and they've got their their stuff together um and but they wanted to start with well, let's look at the life of of jesus and and start with there mm-hmm. and, comp- and do a comparison kind of thing um an evaluation of of the of the two together and they discovered when they looked at jesus pretty obvious in many ways that his starting point was that he knew who and whose he was he, there's a strong sense of belonging um, yeah. and that sense of belonging sustained him uh in his ministry and uh and then you see that the significance of jesus flowed from that um you know the father and i are one the significance yeah. of who jesus was uh flowed from from that and from that, um, um, the fruitfulness of of what we're all about, um, mm. you know, through Jesus, um, was obvious. And so you had this; they had this cycle, and they call it the cycle of grace. That it starts with belonging, it goes on to uh, sustenance, it goes on to significance, and then fruitfulness, yeah. or, or they call it achievement, but I don't like that. Um, I think yeah. fruitfulness is is a bit better. Um, but what they noticed with the 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 ministers of religion that were suffering um, burnout and um, uh, 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 and were deeply unhappy um, was the fact that they were going around the cycle the wrong way. Okay. And so for them, achievement was was the was the thing to start off with. And if I can achieve yeah. something, people will see that I'm significant okay and people will then if i if i'm seen as being significant people then uh, will uh, sustain me i will feel sustained yeah. because I'm, I'm getting all the plaudits because people think how significant i am yeah. and that will bring me the belonging that i've been looking for all the time yeah so two ways of going around it and i think the times when i've felt that joy kind of seeping out um being squished out of me is at times when perhaps I'm going around the cycle the wrong way, mm. you know? And, yeah. and and actually I am wanting people to to tell me, oh that was great, you know, a little pat on the back or whatever. Um well mm. done for doing that because oh they think I'm they they think yeah. I'm this and that. Yeah. Um and 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 then that will sustain me. But actually it's just it's a fool's errand really because mm. uh it just leads to deep dissatisfaction with relationship and life. If all you're doing is ever to try and impress other people. Um, yeah. Whereas I go back to those times in my life where I've just known that oneness with God and I've been overwhelmed mm. um, with, with the presence of God through whatever that may be. And sometimes it's as simple as being out in the garden. That reminds me yeah. of, of that. Um, yeah. It can be the, the, the saucy little modulation in tavern and john Taverna's the lamb it, it could yeah. be the right music with the right imagery like you're saying you know joining yeah. somewhere beautiful um or it could be simply um you know the lyrics of a song which is written but has a real crossover that really means something you know mm. reminds you that actually you belong and and yeah. it's the one it's that oneness um that is is the important thing not not you trying to project yeah. Um, your achievement in order to think that you're significant so yeah so yeah. Um, and that's an onward journey of of battling through but I know that that joy starts with belonging
0: yeah that's a really helpful articulation because I think you know in this question we'll often have end up with conversation around community um and and the fact that there is you know joy exists when we're we're in a place of togetherness and, and sharing and, and with other people. Mm. But landing that as belonging is, is really helpful because then that can express itself in so many different ways, can't mm. it? And, um, yeah. and like, and if you truly belong somewhere, the opportunities for experiencing joy, even doing something that you might not even want to do mm. still exist because it's rooted in that, that belonging um i find that really helpful thank you for sharing that
1: you can look it up uh, as well um uh, yeah go on youtube and look that up um um the cycle of grace and trevor hudson um does a really good thing on that um yeah so um yeah i think it's about four little short Talk so he does that, and um, it's, it's re- really really good. Um, but remember, he's borrowed from Frank Lake, so it's been around for a little bit. Um, and yeah, sort of pastoral psychology. I think, um, Frank Lake and Emil Brunner, I think they they need a pat on the back for discovering this and working on that.
0: Hmm. No, it's really helpful, thank you. Um, now with all the talking, we get into another choice. All the talking, all the walking, um, we need to dig into our rucksacks and find our snacks. Gordon what snacks are you bringing for us today?
1: Well you see I find that um, people will generally give you chocolate as a snack and I don't I, 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 I discovered that chocolate gives me a headache and oh, um, nice. but what I didn't know is how much chocolate gave me a headache so I went okay. through the process of trying to work this out how much <laughs> what the optimum me a amount of chocolate. Yeah. What, what was my cut off point with chocolate Okay.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so if I eat a whole box of Maltesers I, you know pretty much that's going to give me a headache so uh, a few years ago uh, my cousin Ian um, he decided he was going to give up on chocolate and I thought you must be nuts how are you going to do that mm. how are you going to give up on chocolate anyway he did and he gave up on chocolate and I thought I'm going to give up on chocolate and I've pretty wow. much I'm able to not have chocolate as a snack um, but um, so I will probably lean towards something like, I don't know, nuts or something like that. Um, um, I, I, if biscuits come into this house, biscuits will disappear very quickly um, because of me.
0: So, well, in, so we I grew up and we would only have digestives in the house Yeah. because then if someone came over, we could offer them a biscuit. But my mum bought them in the knowledge that no one in the house was going to eat them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah i get that but they, they, they get, but... okay <laughs> uh, so if i go and visit my dad he doesn't bring the biscuits out at, like in a packet or anything like that he puts them in a chinese takeaway box with about three custard creams in because okay. it eat.
0: rations you <laughs> yeah so there's Brilliant. a toss-up between
1: biscuits and um uh, uh, and nuts um
0: i mean you can bring both i like I,
1: this yeah i mean
0: i think i'd be a little bit disappointed if we only had nuts Okay. I, I like nuts, but yeah. mm, I don't Okay, I'm not let's
1: go sure. biscuits go go biscuits as well then. Um... What
0: what biscuits?
1: Oh, custard creams. Uh, there are there other cream. there are other it's biscuits? A classic. We know there are other biscuits that can um that are on choice for people. We don't want this to be an advert advertisement, but, <laughs> custard but for creams. you. Yeah, custard creams. Yeah. I have a long nice. history with custard creams and um long may it continue.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's kind of, they manage to feel quite simple but quite fancy at the same time, aren't
1: they? Yeah. The only th- struggle with them is that you can't put your hand in and, and take some out and say, oh, they're stuck together. They're oh, because yeah, they
0: don't ever stick together.
1: So they always no. used to be handy when you could
0: say, oh, I'm <laughs> really
1: embarrassed. Sorry, there's five of these stuck together. Sorry, I've touched them all now.
0: But so that's a bit cream. of a down
1: point with um, custard cream. But, but we're, we're
0: walking. Yeah. We're walking. We need the biscuits, so it's fine. We can enjoy the nuts. We can enjoy the custard creams. We're all good. (laughs) Excellent. That's a good choice. Um, And we'll sustain us into the final question. Um, Gordon, how do you mature in service?
1: Um, um, Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So... I've been an officer now, goodness knows how many years. 20, 20 25 years, I suppose. Mm. Um, uh, and certainly, my thinking has changed um, somewhat from when I was first commissioned. Um, and you would hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you, you, would
0: that?
1: So. you would hope I'm
0: interested so. in what that change looks
1: like though. So... Um, I guess my understanding primarily of um, of mission has really, really, really um, matured. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when I went into training college, I just thought it was just quite the thing to get a few good arguments together and everyone would join the church. They'll sign on the dotted line of belonging to Jesus and their sins will be forgiven and um, uh, and that would be that. Um, but I suppose my theology is as has deepened and broadened, perhaps is a better word, um, as I've understood looking at the life of Jesus, how he operated mm-hmm. and and how he engaged, what his motives were like, what his message was yeah. like, and and I suspect my understanding of kingdom has developed as a consequence as well. Um, and certainly mm-hmm. um my my idea of of gospel you talked about defiance early on didn't we um yeah and and um y- you know gospel is a defiance you know and we've come to learn that over the years to mean good news which it is mm-hmm. um and good news um we think it's because if we do a b and c this will be our this is what we'll be you know we, yeah. we have our place in heaven but gospel was the declaration um that those people reading those first gospels and hearing that word they knew that what mark was doing what luke was doing what matthew and john was doing is yeah. they were declaring something alternative yeah. and the alternative they were declaring was a reign and the reign of god and mm. um uh, that's what gospel means it's the declaration of a new reign so mm. um you know, simply like, like we've, we've, we've had in this country recently, the queen is dead, long live the king. That's, yes. that's a declaration of the new reign. Um, and the new reign was to be seen in Jesus as he embodied the kingdom of God, which was always mm-hmm. the big plan. I'm not sure I understood that as, a, as I first went into training. I think training helped me with that and the experience yeah. of ministry on, on a pragmatic, practical level helped me with that so how do I mature in service I I allow my thinking to to be stretched um by people by books and situations um you know I think we're gonna have to say this um and I I don't know but you know the whole thing of the LGBT thing you you know back 25 years ago um I instinctively thought you know I don't know if this is if we're right on this i don't know if i'm not comfortable with this but but i wasn't brave enough to say anything because of the culture um that that's that's sped up and sped up and and you you had brian mclaren on the last one and i remember reading something that he'd written on it which was fascinating stretch stretching our thinking stretching Mm -hmm. our thinking um um wrestling around with the issue so so my theology on that was never where some peoples have been I I I think I'm brave enough to say say that you don't get anyone listening to this do you
0: (laughs) any (laughs) Um, any of you (laughs) I'm I'm
1: brave enough to say say that um I I the the bit that that Brian McLaren see if I can get this right um he said there was a time when it was just out and out wrong and then there was a time when oh you could be healed of it how nice and there was a time where actually um we can tolerate it but we're going to put some things on it Uh, and now we're at a stage where it it it, it, again it's very different but not Mm -hmm. for everyone not for everyone so some people's thinking has stayed where it is and we can get angry about that and we can get frustrated Mm -hmm. by that or we could find ways to dialogue with that yeah and, um, and I think maturing in service helps, helps that. Um, so what are
0: some of the ways that you found to dialogue on that, Gordon?
1: Well, I, I'll tell you the one that I, I like to use. Um, and if you can put it in the comments, if you think it's stupid and rubbish and not helpful, that'd be helpful to me and I'll stop using it. Um, but we talked about the fact that I'm tall. Okay. Yeah. And I, I and do you know, I was thinking once probably sat in the garden appreciating the nicotiana and the salvias and, and all, everything else that's there i'm thinking Do you know what? i'm really glad that as a tall person at some point in the history of the church someone didn't put a case together to say that all tall people are inherently mm-hmm. sinful because mm-hmm. of goliath because goliath we, we find out it was tall so therefore mm-hmm. all tall people must be inherently um um sinful and cannot be part of church and do not even mm-hmm. consider making tall people members because we know what we think about tall people now i can't help being tall i said that yeah. i hinted at that earlier on i can't help being tall
0: yeah
1: um it's just it's who i am
0: it's, it's and it's,
1: it's and it's, it's not a bad thing it's just no, absolutely a, not a, bad a thing.
0: facet of who you are
1: no and yeah. i love and i love someone who's tall as well (laughs) so um but you know maybe it's a stupid analogy uh, 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 but you know there's a lot to be learned about about who we are and and um uh, and i'm learning and i put my hand up and say um you you know i don't understand all all, all the acronyms you know and i'm trying to to work that out um you know my the culture I was brought up with you know LGBT was was quite good for me um yeah as it moves on I understand it's far more nuanced and that's what it says um, yeah but let me t- I, let let me tell you something I, I went to um with with Kate we went to a comedy store evening and yeah. um in Wimbledon and uh someone had kindly bought, bought it for us for Christmas and so we went to Wimbledon and um and we went in and it wasn't a very very big venue and uh i i thought oh this has got this has got this this is going to be traumatic mm. i just know it's going to be trying Tall all ball
0: bloke uh, okay so we
1: can't sit right at the back that's too obvious we've got to sit sit just in a little bit but not at the front because if we sit at the front yeah not in
0: toast. an eye line yeah.
1: Not in an eyeline. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he went in and the guy did his his welcome and stuff. The comp did his welcome and said, like, right, I always discover the people that sit in that seat are the ones that don't want to engage with me. And um, so, you know, who was sat in that seat? It was me. And, Amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> <he> was, <laughs> oh, it's bringing it all back. He asked me what I did. He asked me what I did. That's when I should have lied. I should have lied. Yeah. I should have said I'm a physio or a... I'm a dentist I should have said, <laughs> what, what possessed me in a comedy club to say oh uh, I, I'm a Salvation Army uh, minister yeah. with my <laughs> wife and, and you know what's, what's that then and oh my mm. goodness you know maybe some people are very excited at the opportunity to witness to Jesus yeah. and in a comedy club well <laughs> the, the first guy came on and uh, it was fine uh, the second guy came on and um, uh, a gay guy and um, yeah. I just thought oh my goodness I hope he doesn't know I'm from the Salvation Army
0: yeah
1: I sat yeah. there terrified absolutely terrified
0: oh man
1: and um, I was thinking if he does pick up on it I was going to say something like hey hang on a minute we're the yeah. supposed, to be, we're the ones that are supposed to be judgmental um, yeah. and that was going to be the line that I tried to get back fortunately we didn't um, but yeah, does that, that that so anyway? This is about maturing in service, it, yeah. and there's an issue. Um, yeah, y, you know, our thinking—we were created to to mature in our yeah. thinking, and um, let's wrestle with the theology, um, and let's. Yeah. But then let's look at the culture um, uh, that it was written in. Let's look at what was being said, and yeah. um, and there are people who get upset with that um yeah. um but how do we dialogue that let's, let's yeah. have the dialogue there yeah. are people hurting and that are broken because yeah. because of, of 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 not just i mean the church there are others that have been totally embraced as well that's that's yeah. be let's be honest yeah and uh and am i a better person for for those i embrace? yes i am hmm. um, yeah. um I think and Gordon
0: it's... i he- i hear you kind of saying that so like that kind of maturing in service it's not just about getting older and serving as you get older is it it's about no. it's about really leaning into it and mm. the maturity only comes if we seek it and if we yeah. stretch and if we absolutely. push absolutely
1: yeah. yeah and
0: that's in our learning and our reading yeah. and our listening yeah and then yeah. that impacts yeah. the outworking of that
1: yeah absolutely and you know we're talking about um earlier on uh, about essence you know we're talking about that pipe Mm. um i i I don't if you probably had other officers on doing this as well and maybe they've picked up on this as well so um forgive me if they have but at college um maybe you've seen it as well there was a a a stone in the ground um carved with the words Mm. by love serve yeah and uh and love is a maturing thing love love grows doesn't it it changes it morphs yeah. it develops um it's it's not a it, it it's like a um it's massive attack talks about love being a verb doesn't it uh, yeah it,
0: uh,
1: it's a doing word and and it's a being word as well um <clears throat> and um you know by love serve and what does that do to us that makes mm. us move from um a, a selfish motivation to a, a selfless motivation which brings back the cycle of grace thing really yeah you know if you're operating from a self less perspective so much better than a selfish perspective um and that comes with maturity as you discover more and more about what what it is that we're being selfish about it's it's you know it's not your needs that are being met it's it's others and
0: um uh, and i i I hear a kind of thread so you know that thing about belonging and the joy that is found yeah. in a space where you belong mm-hmm. and it overcomes the differences doesn't it because mm-hmm. the relationship is the most important thing so you and kay walking along and identifying different things mm-hmm. that make you smile and bring you joy like you're yeah. not you're not the same people but you're in relationship and so your joy yeah. is shared yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: and if joy is found in belonging and it's it's like radical love that we seek then it makes sense that our love should lead to belonging mm. doesn't it
1: absolutely yeah yeah and and so that takes it on to i mean in terms of service I, I I knew you were going to ask that so i did think about it. it was a a guy who um was came to do some teaching when i was a cadet at the college and um uh, and he was talking about oh going back to suffering again, actually funny enough he 's talking about um, when you are in, are journeying with with someone who is suffering maybe loss or it was a mm-hmm. hospital hospital chaplain he said you 've got to remember it 's not your needs that are being met in this, and if you think you're helping, you probably aren't and when you think you 're not helping, you probably are." Yeah. and i think as you the, the maturing in service and this love bit um is, is significant in that it exposes you to to that um that actually um you, you know let's be careful that it's not our needs that are being met in a situation mm. of ministry or mission um that's 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 um let's remember that um, yeah and also you know to rec- as you mature in service as well you recognize your your foil balls yeah <laughs> you recognize your um, those little things that are, are, are you. Um, so um, I, I, I find myself impatient with situations Um mm-hmm particularly sometimes if someone with Sutton Salvation Army is open all the time. We've got a coffee shop there, which makes it very easy to be open all the time. Um, and, you know, the people on the team are very, very patient with certain characters. Um, and, uh, and I find myself not being so patient. Um, here's a situation. Look, this is how you can solve the situation um, by doing this, this and this. And they don't do this, this and this. And they go and do that, that and the other. And they come back with the same thing. And I find myself getting increasingly impatient. And so I, I, um, oh, it's a podcast that, so I can't show you. Um, I, I just carry <laughs> this in my pocket. And this is a really twee, you know, yeah. crossing your pocket. How twee, how yeah. lovely. But it represents a moment of defiance again for me at that actually, hang on a minute, let's remember, let's remember yeah. what this is about. Um, so I, I, I leave that in my pocket, which means in in the autumn spring and winter it's good because I have this jacket on but in the summer don't come and ask for help (laughs) because it's not in my pocket no pockets but you recognize that you recognize yourself and you can be honest I think with yourself and I you know the whole wounded healer you recognize that in yourself and that's where yeah maturity and service service comes I think and maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll know more about that as well you know, it's an well
0: thing. well, you will won't you like tomorrow you'll know more and the next day you'll know more because as we actively lean into the stretch mm. I, it does mean that there is that opportunity to mm. always know more mm. and that's great mm. <laughs> um, Gordon I'm so grateful to you for coming to talk to us and there's so much richness there in... In what that stretch has looked like for you, um, and I'm really grateful to you for sharing. So, thanks ever so much.
1: You're welcome. It's been um, yeah, it's been good to to chat and forget that other people might listen to this. But, <laughs> so, um, I I um I did write out something. I just wanted to read to you just at the end yeah, when it is the end.
0: Please do.
1: Um, I don't want to read it if it's not the end. But, um,
0: I think it's do you have anything it, yeah. else to say I feel like it's right. the end?
1: Well, yeah I feel it's I feel it's come to that natural conclusion yeah. Yeah, um, but so. um, yeah no it's from um, Howard Thurman and um, okay. uh, and it's it's from a, a book called Conversations with God and um, where different people of color were will, will share um, their insights and uh, it's part of a poem of prayer. And it's the last kind of verse uh, in in it. And it says this, I need your sense of future. Teach me to know life is ever on the side of future.
0: Hmm.
1: Keep me alive in the forward look, the high hope, the onward surge. Let me not be frozen either by the past or present, but grant me, O patient father, thy sense of future without which all life would sicken and die. Mm. Um, So I just thought maybe Howard could have the last word on that. Yeah, uh...
0: that's brilliant. Thank you. Another huge thanks to Gordon for joining us on the All Terrain podcast. I really appreciated Gordon's wisdom and honesty There was so much there to encourage us to ask more questions and think more deeply. As I mentioned in our conversation, I'd love to hear from you too. Do you feel similarly, or what thoughts or questions were raised for you? You can join in the conversation on Facebook by searching the All Terrain Conversations and joining our group there. I'd love for it to become a space where we can ask questions, dig into the issues raised and journey together. It would also be great if you could share the podcast across your social media channels. And if you're listening on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you could give the show a rating or write us a review. All those things help us get the show heard by even more people. And you can also now access our brilliant sketch notes and an article that accompany each episode by searching for the All Terrain Podcast or clicking the link in the episode description.